Um, who loves those picture when you stand in front of it and then you like you look at it and I'm like, what do you see? And like everybody has a different opinion. Like, what do you I see a man lifting his hands? Or oh, I'll see a flamingo. I see. You know what I'm talking about? Like those, you know, like you gotta find like a creative way of seeing something. I wonder what you see when you look at God. Because many people have many different views when they look at God, right? So we're going to look at God a little bit, but before we do, let's pray because I, I believe that nobody's here by accident. If you, somebody brought you or you came or you had nothing else to do or you won't actually go to the Formula E, but there was no parking left or whatever, and you made it here, no matter what, I believe God has a plan for your life and you're not here by accident. So let's pray that he does what he wants to do. Jesus, I thank you so much for this day. We don't take no day for granted. I thank you that we are alive. And that means that you still have something in store for us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that right now you speak to our hearts. Right now you speak to our hearts and encourage, bring vision, bring perspective, bring new life, bring health into our bodies, into our thoughts, into our lives. We give you praise ahead of time what you're going to do today. And we say we love you and we need you. Amen. 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 So what about God? You know, what do you see when you um, see God? Like, let's, let's have some school atmosphere in here. You know, like I'm the teacher. <laughs> uh, you can just shout in like attributes about God, all right? Like, what, when you look at God, what do you see? Love. love. All right, love. That's easy. Oh, man, you, you're the pastor. You have to say that, right? All right, what else? Come on. Loyal. Loyal. He's loyal. That's great. Grace. Come on. Did I pay you for that, saying that? No, I didn't. No, I'm not inside. What else? What else? What? Power. Power. Yeah, be, uh, don't be shy. Don't be shy. That's power. That's power. What else? What else? Faithfulness. 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 Double L? No. Double L? Yes or no? No. Yeah, yeah I knew that. I was just checking. Any, any critical, like, like, what else? What could you, what maybe some people think? What? Savior, all right, say, so saving, that, you know, he's a saving God, all right? Father, but then, okay, all right, Father, I'm going to write it down. Uh, I believe some people would say he is old, right? Not you guys, not you guys, I know, I know. Uh, he's uh, distant. No? I'm, I, I'm not saying that this is a... I'm saying what people see. Invisible. Invisible. Angry, yes, yes. Some people think he's angry. Come on. Rest, he's rest, light. All right, all right. We could continue and continue. I like that. You know, they are... Everybody looking at God, but 
so many, so many people have a different view about God. I wonder what your view is about God when you look at God. God our Father. Is he, is he invisible? Is he grace, saving, distant? Because I believe the way you see him, it will determine the relationship you have with him. The way you see him. You know, I always saw my grandmother as the loving grandmother who would give me lollies. And because I see, saw her like that, I went upstairs because she was living upstairs to ask for lollies every day. If you see him as a faithful God, you will t- turn to him in times of trouble. I wonder how you see him. You know, I, I see him as many things, but I see, see him as the God of grace and mercy. And if you want to write down any title for the day, is grace and mercy. We have a God who is graceful and merciful. And you might say, all right, that's the same, isn't it? No, it's not. It's not. Let's, let's have a look. Let's have a look because it's definitely not the same. And uh, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. And I love that verse. Because here we read, let us approach God's throne of grace. Say everybody, grace. Grace with confidence so that we may receive, receive mercy and find what? Grace to help us in our time of need. Well, did he just like say two times the same thing? No, he didn't. Mercy and grace is not the same thing. And I want to talk about the day that we do have a God of grace and mercy. And I'm so glad that we don't have just a God who gives us mercy, who saves us. He didn't, you know, mercy basically is you don't receive what you deserve. Grace is you receive what you don't deserve. It's completely different. And I'm so glad that we have a God who is merciful. He saves us from death. He saves us from internal punishment. But he doesn't just save us. He gives us life in abundance. He gives us life everlasting. He gives us a new body. He gives us a new spirit. He gives us new life. He's a God of grace and mercy. You might want to write that down. All right, what is it like? Mercy is deliverance from judgment. Grace is extending kindness to the unworthy. You know, you might think, oh, they're very close. I was talking to my girls outside. She's like seven, six and a half and five. And I'm going to talk to them. Like, you know the difference between grace and mercy? I'm like, yeah. and I explain them. And at the end, she said, like, they're very similar. I'm like, yeah, they're similar, but they're not the same. Grace means that you don't get something. Mercy, excuse me. Mercy means that you don't get something. Grace means that you get something. You know, you see here the, the you know, communion with water. <laughs> but when I saw it, it suddenly spoke to me. You know, when we, when, we, when we take communion, we take the blood, we take the wine as a, as a sign that the, the blood of Jesus washed away our sins. We are totally clean. We're totally blameless. But it's not like just that. There is also the bread which symbolizes the body. That we receive a new body. We receive healing. We receive new strength. 
We receive because Jesus given away his body. And there's such a power in it. And I want to just dig in. And you might think, oh, that's very simple, but um, just wait. I'm going to make it very practical. And I believe that it's something that is very relevant for us to see the difference between grace and mercy and see that God is both. And we believe, we expect the same, uh, both things from God. So let's go and dig in with mercy, all right? So mercy, as a, if we want to explain it, I googled it online and it says compassionate or kindly forbearance shown towards an offender, an enemy or other person's want, power, compassion, pity or benevolence. That's a great word. The discretionary power of a judge to pardon someone or to mitigate punishment, especially to send to prison rather than invoke the death penalty. So here it's talk about just basically don't, don't punish somebody. And I'm glad that we have a God of mercy. And you might like see God as an angry God. But David, we, we read that in 2 Samuel, that David said to God, I'm in deep distress. Let us fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is great, but do not let me fall into human hands. Uh, maybe you know somebody as well. Like, all right, if, if, you know, if that person catches me, it's good because that person is, is not so bad. But that person, ooh. And so often we think of God as, as the punishing God. But God is not here to punish you. He's a merciful God. And David knew that already. In Micah, Micah um, chapter 7, verse 18, it says, Who is God like you, who pardons sins and forgives the transgressions of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. I wonder if you know him as the merciful God because he is so merciful. He doesn't like to punish you. And you might have experienced that or grown up and realized like thinking like hearing like God is the angry God who tries to punish us. But he's a merciful God. He likes to, to basically deliver you from punishment. That's why he sent Jesus to this earth. And I believe seeing that should produce the following in our lives. I think it should produce an everlasting gratefulness. If you know him as the merciful God, you are grateful that you're still alive. Because you know if it would not be for his mercy, you would have to suffer for your consequences. I still remember very well as a young boy, I was driving the car just fresh, 18 or 19 I was, and somehow I still don't know why. When I tried to park in front of the garage at my parents' place, I tried to press the brake, but I did not press the brake. I pressed the accelerator, and I parked without opening the garage door. <laughs> and you know what? I was afraid because I didn't know why I was doing what I was doing, but... I was not afraid to go up to my parents because I know my parents, they're merciful. And I'm still glad my parents, they, um, they actually didn't even raise their voice because they realized I was in so much distress myself. <laughs> but I'm so glad that 
you know, my, my father wasn't like, all right, you're going to pay every, every cent until, or you don't have the money, I don't care, you pay until you paid it one day. You know, he knew I could not pay it. God knows you cannot pay for your sins. The only price you can pay is death. But he doesn't want your death. He wants that you live. So realizing that God is a merciful God, I hope in us it always produces gratefulness. You know, if God would not do anything else on this earth anymore for you, he has done enough. And sometimes we walk around, I'm like, God, I didn't get the promotion. Are you angry with me? When actually, you know what? That the fact that you're still alive, the fact that you don't have to pay for your sins, that should make you grateful until the end of earth, of time. He's a merciful God. And I hope that you see it. On the other hand, if you, we take it for granted, all like mercy, and then we, 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 we just see like, yeah, we, if we don't see the mercy, and we just see the grace, I'm going to talk about it later. What can happen if we, if we don't see the mercy, it can also can produce in us um, being, being easy with sins. Not caring anymore that we sinned. And just think, yeah, yeah I'm anyway forgiven. But if we realize that it took his mercy to forgive us, we realize that actually the sin we've done, they were not easy. They were so bad, they needed somebody to die and that somebody was Jesus. It did cost Jesus everything, your sin. So sometimes we, we forget that and we treat sin as like, yeah, a sin. Come on, it's not that bad. Man, it was so bad. It was terrible. It, it needed Jesus to die on the cross. Your sin is never easy. It's never easy. But he's merciful. He doesn't want you to pay for it because he knows you cannot. But the only th the response that we should have is gratefulness. And I wonder if you have that. But if you only see mercy, you can suddenly see God as the, as the, the police God, the good police God. I was just in Munich last Sunday. That's why I wasn't here. And we were driving on the Austrian autobahn for like 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, we got pulled over. And those people that they checked if we do have that, you know, like the vignette, autobahn, like paying the toll, you know. And we did, but we didn't stick it on the windscreen. And I'm so glad he was merciful. He said, I could judge you 120 bucks right now. You run up. But you know what? It's okay. If you only see God as a merciful God, we might just see him as a God, as a police guy, a nice police guy. But that doesn't bring closeness. That doesn't bring closeness at all. If we only see him as a merciful God, we are, we, we are so glad that he saved us and he has cleaned our debt, but we still think we are broke. We still think we're the same people. We still think, oh, I'm just a sinner. I'm just glad he saved me, but I'm still a sinner. I'm still really weak. I'm still like really broke. But you know, it's not just mercy. It's also grace. I'm so glad that we don't have just a God of mercy, 
but we have a God of grace. And let me talk, what is grace? You might have heard so much about grace. But I say grace was one thing that it changed my life because I realized grace is so much more than just he saved us. He gave us something completely new. Let's go in. All right. Here. Definition of grace, all right? It has been defined as the divine influence, all right? Say influence. Influence which operates in humans. Oh, I, I didn't do that right. Here we go. We got to do undo because you can't see the impulses. Here, yes. Influence which operates in humans to regenerate and sanctify, to inspire virtu virtuous impulses and to impart, everybody say impart, strength to endure trial and resist temptation and as an individual virtue or excellence of divine origin. How awesome is that? Maybe you've heard the definition of unmerited favor, undeserved favor. Grace is so powerful. It's God's influence, it imparts strength. It comes from God and it's for us. You know, there is the saving grace. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And it's not from yourself. It is a gift from God. And we know that grace, right? We know that. We heard about that. But you know, let me look at another verse about grace. And when I read that, it spoke to me so powerfully. And God is able to make all grace, every favor, earthly blessing come in abundance to you. So that you may always, oh my goodness, I still have to learn that, you know, it's all right. You are graceful and merciful with me. If you're mer merciful, you just say, okay. If you're graceful, you say, come on then. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Come in abundance to you so that you may always, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything. Let's say to your neighbor, everything. You have everything. Say you have everything. Say you have everything. You have everything. You have everything. Being completely self-sufficient in him and have an abundance. How awesome. For every good work and act of charity. You know, sometimes we think like when we are weak, that we can just like, oh, I'm glad. I'm, I'm weak, but I am thank you that you have forgiven me. And we're still feeling weak. But Apostle Paul, when he felt weak, you know what Jesus spoke to him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I wonder if you get that because when I realized, when I was sinned, and I still sin, I still do bad things, I still have been incomplete and have weakness. And I got okay with going to God. You know, the first step is when you sin, is being okay again to go to God. And maybe that is hard for you already because you still see him as the punishing bar, but he's not. He's a loving God with wide open arms. But if you only see him as a merciful God, you just go to him like, oh, thank you that you've forgiven me. I'm so bad. But he, he suddenly spoke to me and, and it was like before I had to prepare for a message. And I was there and I realized, oh, I'm so weak. I'm still so faulty. 
doing still so many mistakes. And I was just glad for his mercy. But then it dawned on me, I don't just have mercy, I have grace. And then I thought, what does it mean to have grace? That means that now in my weakness, now, and not just weak, like I'm weak, but like weak, ma making mistakes. Now in me making mistakes, there is still grace, so I can still expect God's power to come and move in and through me. And suddenly I realized, whoa, this is awesome. And it changed my perspective because I realized I can't just count on, because otherwise you just count on how good you are. How good you are as a Christian. And sometimes we, we, we still live like that. We got okay with saying, all right, I accept the mercy, but it's very difficult for us to really live out the grace. And the grace means like, all right, in my weakness, you're strong. In my weakness, I expect the supernatural. In my weakness, I expect the full presence of God, not because I deserved it, but because of his grace. I still expect his impartation of strength. I still expect his, his speaking to me in a powerful way. I still expect him to save and, and be in my marriage. I still expect him to have a great marriage. I still expect that my kids turn out well, not because I'm good, because his grace is with me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you get this? It's awesome when you see that. When you see grace, when you understand it, you know what it produces in you. You always suddenly have a realizing, like, I count with the unexpected. I count with God's help. I count on a positive um, outcome. I don't believe for worst case. I believe for best case because his grace is with me. When you see it, you might have sinned, but then you still say, you know what? But I can still do all things through Christ who strengthened me because his grace is sufficient. It means that you don't continue in your old self. You don't continue, oh yeah, I'm still broke. No, you realize I am fully blessed. You, you know what it produces in you? It produces a readiness for change. Say, so you know what? His grace will change me. Seeing God as a graceful God brings closeness. It doesn't just bring appreciation, but it also brings closeness. It's, it starts to make you bold. It starts to make you courageous. It makes you visionary. You know, maybe this, this picture helps you. Suddenly when I was praying, I'm like, oh God, how can I explain what it does? Grace and mercy. Mercy will get you on the boat because it's stormy outside and you're close to dying, but his boat, his rescue boat is there. Mercy is like that saving that rope being thrown at you and you take the ring and you're being lifted into that, into that, 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 that rescue boat in the middle of the storm. That's mercy. But you know what grace is? It will turn you into a lifesaver. That is grace. It's not like, yeah, I'm safe, but like, oh, I'm empowered. Amen, hallelujah. So that, I, I, I hope you get that. That because when you get it, you realize I'm actually equipped. I'm actually called to be the light of the earth. I'm actually called to be the salt. I'm actually called to be a different maker. That is grace and mercy. I still remember very well I was driving um, 
in Croatia back to camp. I just had to drop off my wife at the airport, and, and it, was, it, was a, it was a difficult time for me, and I had no time to prepare for the message because of many emergencies, and, and I had to preach on that night, and it was like I was so late. I had half an hour to get home, and then I had to preach. Can you get that? Like you don't have the message and you have to drive from the airport in half an hour, you have to preach. And you don't have the message. I was like, again, I'm lost. And then suddenly I realized his grace is here. And I was praying and I'm like, God, I still have now half an hour. And your power is here. And your, your power is made perfect in my weakness. So start talking to me. And I was expecting his, his, his speaking to me. And suddenly I had revelation after revelation. And the whole message, I received the whole message within half an hour. That was grace. And I preached. And I realized, you know what? Dad, I want to live like that. Doesn't mean I don't prepare for messages anymore. No, I still prepare very well. But if I mess up, if I mess up, or if emergency come, I'll realize I have a God of grace and mercy. Now I pray that we are people always thankful, like, like, a, pris like a prisoner who has been just basically set free, and we are eternally grateful prisoners. Because we have set, been set free, and we are set free, but we also have, we are people who have a mindset that like realizing God, our Father, He has imparted so much in us and we have this mindset of a powerful daughter and son. Thankfulness because we have set, been set free, but totally full of hope because His grace is with us. I want to end with three practical things, maybe to make it practical for you. Knowing now what grace and mercy means, I hope it doesn't leave you just yeah, nice. But it changes things. It changes habits. Maybe you've been here and you realize, you know what? I've been always getting hard on me because of things that I do wrong. And you have to expect, realize again, God is a God of mercy. And he's not here to judge you. He does not here to condemn you, but he has sent Jesus to save you. His mercy is here for you today. So stop condemning you yourself if God doesn't condemn you. Have new habits in your thinking. But maybe you're in here and you have taken, you got lost, you forgot those whole mercy things and just see the grace and you started suddenly treating things in your life lightly. Grace and mercy shall never produce a that we treat sin lightly. Because if sin still has not lost its power, it's still devastating, but Jesus has won the victory over it. So I pray that maybe for you to say, all right, I'm, those sin that I ex started to just accept in my life, and you know it's not all right, but you just accept it, and all right, yeah, His grace is here. That's, that's, that's not at all grace. But saying, all right, it cost Jesus everything. I'm so thankful. And you go on your knees and say, God, I'm thankful. Thank you that you're merciful with me. Thank you that you've forgiven me. And suddenly in you, when we actually do repentance, the power of the cross starts to totally reveal its power. 
only in true repentance. It's the mercy of God seen in all His goodness. But then, don't just stay there on your knees. But get up and say, God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you to give me new power to walk in freedom. I thank you to give me new power to walk in freedom, to, 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 to get out of that addiction. And you start to have a new language, new habits, new language. From I can't do this, to say, you know what, with God's grace, I can do it. From saying like, this is just who I am. Oh, that's, I'm, I'm so, I have to say, the worst thing you can say, that's just who I am. Because His grace is changing us day by day. His grace is like the new life that we receive when we, say to, when we said yes to Jesus. And our job is that, that this life becomes bigger and our old lives get smaller. So instead of saying, this is just who I am, I am angry. I am just quickly, you know, hot-tempered. I am jealous. I am insecure. I am envious. The saying, you know what, I might not be where I want to be, but I'm definitely not where I used to be because of the grace of God. And you know what? He will, he will come to completion with my life. His grace is working in me. There is divine power in me to transform me. So expect that. Start saying, you know what, this is who I was, or this is my challenge, but His grace will help me to overcome it. New language. And the third thing is new vision, new perspective. I pray that when you plan, when you look at your life, you plan with the divine intervention. Say, so you know what, I don't just dream with what I can do. That's not grace. Grace means I dream what only God can do because His grace is with me. If He calls me, I think like, I can't do this. But you know what? I can because His grace is with me. It's not just that I receive mercy. I receive grace as well. And maybe for some people here, it's time to let go old images of yourself. I know, I know myself. I, I grew up with certain images about myself. And I had to let them go. I was like the, you know, the guy who would, would kind of just be funny, but not be taken for serious. The guy who was like kind of cool, but actually not really cool. Uh, and the, the guy who was like always tried to draw his attention, uh, uh, the attention onto himself, and, but actually not be of any benefit and be a little bit dumb and a bit of like... And, just talking a lot, but not doing much, you know. And when and I was still already Christian, but then I realized he is transforming me, and I had to let go old images about myself. I don't see myself like that anymore because the way you see yourself will determine what you do, what you expect, what you can do. But if you see yourself you're like, you know what? I'm definitely not perfect. I need the mercy of God. But I also have the grace of God. I have His power. I have the all-access pass. I have received all heavenly blessings in Christ Jesus. 
So I wonder what is your action step today? And let the band, let's, the band can come up and we're going to go into worship. Let, maybe let's stand up, everybody. And I want to pray with you. And we're going to have some, uh, I think God was going to do some more things today. But maybe right now, I wonder what it is in your life where you need to beware again more of His mercy and grace. Jesus, I thank you so much for your mercy and grace. And we are eternally grateful because we can't even pay it. Thank you that you paid it all for us. But now we, we glorify you. We glorify you because you have not just left us here broke, but you have imparted every heavenly blessing into our lives. And I welcome you, Holy Spirit, right now. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. We want to glorify your grace. We want to we be proud of your grace. We want to be grateful of, because of your grace. We want to be bold because of your grace. We want to plan with your grace. We want to think with your grace. We want to act with your grace. We need you so much and I thank you that you are here. And I pray for new mindset right now in our lives, for new language, that we start to think and talk differently about ourselves. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would reveal these things to us so that we can really truly be those lifesavers be truly be the salt be truly be the light on this earth I thank you that you have entrusted us with the light and if there are weakness in our lives we want to just not even hide them but we want to say this shows how good God is what God can do through a person who is imperfect. But because you're perfect, we can expect it and we can see it. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. You know, while we worship, you start praising God for what He is. Start praising Him. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand and I'm going to sing again, sing again, sing again. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your potential and fear always wants to limit you. But every everlasting change starts with the Word of God. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold, face, and please don't give up.